It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had as much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day, he's the best. Keith Stewart. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. Lock and load. We have plenty to share this afternoon. Our first guest takes us out to the WM Phoenix Open, and then we head over to L.A. for a Super Bowl update from Tucker Booth. Can't wait for his take on the big game. Center stage is in Scottsdale this week, but they are not the only ones having the fun. The Pro Show. It starts now. Give me the peppers. What a wonderful afternoon we have going on right now here in Jersey. Just outside our friends from New York City and Philadelphia. I think there's a lot of rejoicing going on in Philadelphia today after that NBA trade deadline. Oh, I think so too. You know, maybe in New York too. Well, unless you're a Knicks fan. You know, it's funny, you know, you think about the fans and everything. I, I, I don't know, this just popped into my head, but you think about the fans and everything, but I think the two guys involved are the ones that are the most happy. Agreed. Agreed. You know? Agreed. All those... uh all those medical problems are going to suddenly go away. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, whatever whatever you're alluding to there. But you know what I'm alluding to? This afternoon, it's 60 degrees out here, and we have had miserable weather lately. So to hit 60 degrees on a Friday heading into the you know WM Phoenix Open weekend, the Super Bowl weekend, uh, all sorts of good things going on. I mean, it's just, I mean, I'm sure you can sense it in my voice. I am fired up this afternoon. You can sense it. Um, on a scale of one to Keith Stewart, it's definitely I'm um, like at a ninety nine. Not quite you Keith know. Stewart though. Yeah, well, you know, I, I mean, leave I, room for improvement. You always want to leave room. Hold you always, back. you always want to leave room. It's like those snowboarding judges, you know. Yeah. They, I, they, how can you know the guy like they they run this epic, you know, course and the triple cork and all these things are going on and then they're like ninety one. I'm like, man, that guy. Like, like, I've seen better. Yeah, I've seen better. <laughs> That's for sure. You know, speaking of better, right? You don't get a better week than this week when it comes to entertainment and golf. And we're talking about the WM Phoenix Open out there in Scottsdale, TPC Scottsdale. And it took me back to when I was there in 2020, having the best sports experience of my life. Is that right? That's that Saturday. Sports experience. Oh, wow. my goodness. I tell you. You know, I obviously I'm biased. PGA Pro. I love my golf. But to spend a whole Saturday... Just watching golf, maybe having a couple beverages, maybe maybe gambling a little bit on the par three, sure. you know, with about 30,000 other people. Um, it just couldn't be any more fun. And uh, I'm jealous of everybody that's out there. I, I think that's why we got to call my friend Teddy Greenstein from PointsBet in the first uh, interview that we have this mm-hmm. afternoon. We got to get I got to get a live update of what's going on out there in the Coliseum around 16, because I went back earlier this week. To 2020, and called up a friend of mine, World Series two-time World Series champ Johnny Gomes. Yeah, and he was my celebrity picker for the WM Phoenix Open. And we talked to Johnny on on I think it was Tuesday, and we put together a little content for the newsletter, which was tons of fun. He's given me weather reports. I mean, this guy, you know, he's a, he's a professional athlete, but he's also he he also likes to wager. So he's it was great in the he's in this video interview and I said what's the weather going to be like this week and he looks out the window it's awesome <laughs> he likes to have a good time too right oh my god uh you know it, um 
Johnny's the best. And uh, uh, I'm sorry that I can't be out there with him this Friday afternoon like we were two years ago. I interviewed him on the pro show, and uh, we keep in touch. And uh, so he, he is definitely um, having a good time out there, and it was fun to chat with him, and it was fun to create that kind of content for the members that read the line because, you know, at the end of the day, that's what we're doing. You can read that newsletter in five minutes. You have the confidence to bet, and you're not only getting educated, but you're getting entertained. You know, right. I, I like to think that we do that on a Friday, but you're involved. So I'm not sure how high or, or what the level of education is, but the entertainment value having you around. Uh, is, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Now, speaking of entertainment value, when we get to our second interview this afternoon, we got to L.A. We're going to talk to my man, Tucker Booth, who's never lost a rap battle in his life. Just ask him. All right. But <laughs> he's, he's also he's a, interview, though, right? What's that? You've never lost one, have you? Uh, not in my mind, that's for sure. Which I guess that's what I'm alluding to with him. But uh, Tucker is out there in L.A. Super Bowls this weekend. We got to do. I mean, this is a sports show. We got to talk a little bit about what's going on with the big game. Um, you know, what I think is interesting about the Super Bowl that not a lot of people are bringing up. What's that? This is the second year in a row where there's been a home team. So last year it was in Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay played. This year it's in L.A., and L.A.'s playing. But the Bengals are the home team. Well, whatever you want. I mean, <laughs> I so you mean, you mean to tell me the Rams aren't in their locker room? I'm saying technically, no, they, they are. They, they are in their locker room. They actually went ahead, They decided that ahead of time. All right. But the Bengals are technically home. I mean, they're going to call the corn toss. The Bengals will. Well, we got a lot going on today, so I don't know if we'll get to rapid fire with everybody. But I'm going to do one rapid fire question with everybody. I'm going to start with you, right? <laughs> on Sunday, heads or tails? Heads. All right. Absolutely heads. All right. I'll be on the record. Tails never fails. Okay. There you go, folks. All right. Now, we, we've been talking already a lot about the WM Phoenix Open. There's a couple of good storylines going on out there. First, the golf course. Looks like it's fun to play and fun to watch. Firm and fast. It's been dry out there. Johnny told me all about it by looking out the window the other day. <laughs> and uh, after the first round yesterday, right now we're in the mix of the second round. They didn't finish it last night due to darkness. Um, at the time that they did finish, Sahith Tagala was at seven under. But then again, this morning he came out and he bogeyed his first hole and it was back and forth. But, you know, the man, KH, who they call TPC Lee, Right, the guy. Every time they play a TPC golf course, he plays well. Um, he was your early first round leader. He was at six under, but there was there was just a group of people on that leaderboard, like Brooks, new blonde Brooks. I right, mean, right, I, right. I, I can't get used to that, but um, it is. I loved his in the interview the other day in the press room. It was uh, so Brooks. Why the blonde hair? Uh, you know, my barber and I were talking about it, and we were bored. Okay, there you go. All right. Yeah, that's that's a good reason. Uh, hey, Why not? <laughs> uh, and then, you know, there was the tweet against Phil. This was a great this was like a Belichick answer that he gave the other day where they asked him about the tweet where, you know, Phil was talking about obnoxious greed. And then Brooks put a tweet out there and he said, you know, that's that's a, that's awfully forward of you to say, which is me paraphrasing in a nice sure, way. Sure, sure. And so they asked Brooks about the tweet and he goes, yeah, I tweeted it. <laughs> and the guy was like, well, what do you mean? He goes, I stand by it. OK, yeah, fair enough. We're on to Cincinnati. That's the one, the most favorite, my, one of my most favorite ones. They lose to the uh, the Chiefs or something on Monday night. He's like, we're on to Cincinnati. Great. All right, so you got Brooksy. You had the big rig at five under. You had Adam Hadwin there yesterday. He's been playing good this morning. He's jumping up the leaderboard. Uh, tied seventh, you've got guys like Usti and Cantlay, JT. They were all four under. Number one in the world, John Rahm. You know, I did all my live bets this morning for Read the Line. Okay. So you can go on TikTok and, well, it's too late now, but um, tomorrow morning you can go on all, all of those different social channels at Read the Line and you can 
follow along if you want to jump into a little live betting. But uh, the guy that really interests me at the, it's tied seventh yesterday is Xander, who shot four under in the first round. And here's why. There's a little soap opera going on there that kind of just snuck into social media last night. Okay. But his caddy tested positive for COVID. Is that right? Right. Okay. Now, not that always the players and the caddies stay no, together. They don't. certainly mean that. Right. But they are together all week, pro-am, et cetera. Okay. So now Xander has to get tested every morning. So I'm going to take you back in time to the Memorial last year when John Rahm had a six-stroke lead mm-hmm. after the third round and one round to play, and they grabbed him off the 18th green and said, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, you're done. <laughs> so just keep an eye on that. And if you're if you're tailing Xander this week, um, pay attention to those things. I, I'm not saying that he could get sick or not. I don't know how these things work. I mean, I, I think no one does after two years. Um, but all that being – all that aside um, – you know, there could be a problem there. And, you know, you got to keep an eye on what is going on. That's for sure. And you know what? I tell you, what is really going on with this event? And, you know, people have said for years, you know, it's great that it's once a year. It's a huge party around golf. It's it's really cool. It's Super Bowl weekend. There's just so much going on. And that's what the theme of this show today is. We're going to have tons of fun talking to people at WM uh, out in L.A. We're going to do our thing as we always do. But I got to give some credit to the people running the Thunderbirds that are running the WM Phoenix open. And here's why they have. And if I go down the, you know, down the leaderboard from yesterday, you've got Hideki and Scotty at three under, you got Spieth at one under Hovland one over Ricky Fowler. I mean, JT was in there, you know, Hideki, you've got this, this full slate of guys. And you start to say to yourself, man, that's a pretty good leaderboard, right? You're like, what's going on here? Like, um, I wonder what the strength of field is. Now, this is going to come across as a number. And just to put in simple terms, the higher the number, the stronger the field. Okay. So let's start at the top uh, or at the upper echelon, right? So if you just go back to last year, the PGA Championship, because it has the most professional players in it, wall to wall, was the highest. And it was 842. All right. So the other majors, whether it be the Masters, 734, U.S. Open and the Open Championship, 790. So you get to an idea. All right. The waste management is 536. Hmm. And again, just remember, the higher the number is, the, the the more the strength of field. They have six of the top 10 players in the world. I think it's 17 of the, the top 30. I mean, they have got a fantastic field there. And if you just go back to the year I was there, 2020, the strength of field was 350. Okay. And these are things to pay attention to because I think it's following a trend in golf. I think the players actually like this. I think they like to go to this event and I think they like to have fun. Right. And I think people should be paying attention to that because all of a sudden this event has the same strength of field as like the Genesis next week, which is in L.A. or Jack's event, the Memorial, which it's Jack Nicholas's event. Sure. Right. So people go. Right. And it's at a good time of year in June, right before the U.S. Open as a tune up. But I, I just think it's really cool that. Within like two years, I mean, people make a lot a big deal about farmers a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's like the beginning of the season and everything. That's fine. This is 100 points higher for strength of field. So whoever wins this week is going to make a huge jump. And congratulations to that gentleman. But we are starting to see, I think, people or players gravitate toward these events. Not just the fans. There'll be 200,000 plus of them this week or whatever, 300,000, whatever the ridiculous number is. But... When you start to really consider what's going on here, just in a two, three year span, I mean, there's a million things that, that some of these guys, if you're on Brooks or something like that, you don't want to go to the Super Bowl. 
right? And maybe some of them are going to like jet set there right. or something afterwards because they're just going from Scottsdale to L.A. But my point is we're going to go WM Phoenix Open, Super Bowl Sunday, right into Genesis, which is in L.A. And the Super Bowl is in L.A. This is good for golf, folks. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I was kidding. I'm always, you know, um, using a little bit of a hyperbole when we open up. But when I say lock and load, these next two weeks are going to be a lot of fun. I mean, they are going to be really engaging. And, you know, it, it's just one of those things where um, it's almost an embarrassment of riches. You know, when, good thing. when you consider, oh, I mean, the, hey, if you and I were ever rich, the last thing I think we'd be would be embarrassed. That's for sure. <laughs> it's a negative. Oh, my God. So, you know, it's just a, it was a side. It's a story that not a lot of people, are, I think, are paying That's attention to. That's a real good point. But I, I really think the JTs and the younger guys, the Scotty Schefflers, the Victor Hovlins and everything, these, these guys don't they all don't need to go to all of these events. And they're obviously not going to certain ones because last week at Pebble, there was nobody there. Of course, there was a Saudi thing and everything, but like yeah. the, uh, people were split up all over the place. But these certain events, and it seems like in February, which is the worst month of the year for weather for us here yeah. up in the New York area, right? It is just the worst, you know? I mean, that's why they only made it 28 days. I don't know if you knew that, right? It, you did it, not know that. Yeah. Thank you. Centuries ago, it was 31, and they just removed three days because <laughs> the weather was so miserable. This. Yes, they, totally. It was the worst. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that um, this little two week span, you know, bookending a nice little Super Bowl Oreo, you know, yeah. like the filling in the middle there. It's just, oh, man. Heads, huh? You're going with heads? I'm going with heads. All right. I'm going with heads, baby. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll you know what else I love? What's that? I, I love when they start talking about the um, sound check for the national anthem and how it's closed door because okay. you know the prop bet on the length of the of the <laughs> right, right. oh my god you know <laughs> it's the only reason yeah they, you know and they there's like an NDA for the singer you know <laughs> don't tell anyone how how long you're going to sing, how many runs you're going to go on right. or anything like that, you know. And, you know, when you start talking about great runs, whether it's a singer or it's somebody in golf, we got to bring up our friends from the New Jersey Golf Foundation. And that's the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section. And they're committed to positively impacting the lives and communities through the game of golf. Led by PGA professionals, programming for youth, military veterans and individuals with special needs provides the opportunity to experience the game in a welcoming environment. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. Here we go. Quarter past three here in New York, which makes it, what, 115 for the crazies out there at 16 at the WM Phoenix Open. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920, everybody. Be back in a moment with a live report and Teddy Greenstein. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahente. All NFL players get paid a lot. You're not going to get paid more than me, though, because I'm the guy when it comes to clearing it out. Y'all take care of me. Spoken like a true wide receiver. Way to go, Roscoe (laughs) Jenkins, team of me. His name is first on the show, so we get it. You know, we get it. Me, Sean, as they like to call me, for those that don't know me. But anyway. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio or streaming live on the ESPN app. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, 
military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming led by PGA professionals. So individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. An exciting new development is coming soon as the Inspiration Golf Range on the campus of the Lions VA Medical Center in Somerset County will serve as a new golf training facility for Special Olympics New Jersey, as well as the new home site for the PGA Hope, a rehabilitative golf program for veterans. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, please visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. That's NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or 732-465-1212. Time to get back on course as the pro show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and you're listening to ESPN 920. All right, we're heading out to Scottsdale. Points Bet's senior editor, Teddy Greenstein's they are covering the WM Phoenix Open. So let's see what the action's like out there and what else he's got going on. Wade, how about a little volume for the hottest man not on the course? We're going out to Phoenix. Teddy Greenstein, I know you're on the line. How are you, my friend? What's going on this afternoon? Keith, uh, all is great here in Scottsdale, man. I'll tell you what, I've covered golf for a long time, as you know, covered it for the Chicago Tribune. And every year I would say to my editors, hey, can you you let me go out to Scottsdale? I got to cover this event. I would try to concoct some reason. Hey, I'll write a Tiger story or I'll write a majors preview or I'll write about how crazy it is. And every year, my Tribune editors were like, nice try, not happening. So thankfully, with PointsBet and our relationship with NBC Golf Channel, I got to go this year. And it has absolutely exceeded my expectations. All right. Well, you brought it up right there. This is your first visit. What's been your first impression? Just the noise. (laughs) Just the sheer noise. Like, I've covered a bunch of Masters, fortunately, and this is just the absolute opposite. It's hard to believe that it's even the same sport. This is kind of like, to me, this is like Las Vegas meets golf. Um, everything is, is noisy and glitzy and, you know, boozy and the people walking around, the women, uh, hilarious. Um, I think a lot of plastic surgery has been, has been performed on some. And it's just an absolute show. Um, you know, for people like you and me, we care 99% about the golf. But I think it's amazingly cool that out here, probably half the people, you know, couldn't identify Jordan Smith, or, or they certainly couldn't identify Russell Henley, but they're here uh, to have a good time. And it's important in a sport to have events like the Masters where everybody is very hushed and nobody looks at their phone and then have events like this that are just an absolute party. So you've been there most of the week, you know, and you continue on with your experience. Have you had one of those WM Phoenix Open moments yet in your first trip where you were kind of like, whoa, okay, this is a, this is a whole, do you, have a, do you have a story you could share from inside the ropes? Yeah, I mean, it's decent. I was walking with Brooks Kepka uh, Wednesday on Pro-Am Day, and, um, you know, that's that drivable par four, and some fan yells, hey, Brooksy, I have my mortgage on you this week. So as a sports betting guy, on the one hand, I was like, oh, cool, he's betting on sports. On the other hand, I'm like, dude, don't be so cliche. This is not what we want people yelling at the players. We don't want them yelling, you know, hey, take care of me this week. I got you as a top 10. 
just like NFL players don't care about your fantasy team, I'm pretty sure professional golfers don't care how much you bet on them this week. Well, you know what? I want to bring up some cool news that came up. And, uh, you know, everyone that follows the show here knows that, you know, I love to do a little weekend wagering and so on and so forth. So yesterday, big news. And and you're here with me today. So this is kind of cool. But you guys went live in Pennsylvania. And I have listeners that, you know, our radio signal reaches over there across the Delaware River. So, you know, do you want to say anything to the fans over there in Pennsylvania as, as a welcome, as an ambassador for points bet? Hello, Pennsylvania. We actually did a shoot uh, the other day with Allen Iverson. Um, so it's great to have Allen Iverson in the fold for us as an ambassador. And we're very excited to be in Pennsylvania. Obviously, the other books were there first, but we feel like this is a long-term play. And we hope people give points bet a look. Like, you know, one of the ways we set ourselves apart is with in-play betting, live betting. We think we have the best live product out there. We've sunk a ton of money into the technology so if you want to bet live on the super bowl or on uh any pga tour event you're going to go on there and it's rarely going to say suspended you are going to be able to place your bet also we're the only book that allows live in-game single game parlays so if it's you know at the quarter or halftime of the super bowl you can go ahead and and find a parlay and that's something that the other books can't do you got to do that pregame with the other guys well you know what I, I know there's a big game this weekend and we'll get to that in a minute but for the time being this is a golf show right and i am a pga yeah. professional and one of the reasons why you and i had developed the relationship is because points bet pays attention to golf they have a lot of focus in golf and like you said that they have a partnership with nbc and they're all out there and that's why you're out there this week and that that's who's covering this WM Phoenix Open, which I think is really cool. And folks, if you're wondering who we're talking to, we're talking to Teddy Greenstein. He's the senior editor at Points Bet, and he's out there live with us from the WM Phoenix Open. And he's talking to us about why Points Bet believes that golf is such a cool way to try to wager. Exactly. I mean, it starts, Keith, you know, because you have the absolute best golf newsletter in the business, Read the Line. And I read it religiously multiple times before I do my golf channel hits and, you know, gain incredible uh, intelligence from it. Um, I think it's great. It's almost like there are two totally different ways to bet golf. And one is before Thursday morning, before that first peg goes into the ground and you're trying to look at matchups and top 10 and, um, you know, we'll always have some boosts. Like we had a boost this week on a hole in one at the 16th hole. So we, we boosted that up to 5-1 to one plus 500 that anyone would make uh, an ace this week. Um, so we have a lot of pre-tournament stuff. And then, you know, the second show begins, the second act begins once the action starts Thursday, and then the outright odds are changing rapidly. So, you know, we have that really good in-game product. So on Sunday, you know, when you're watching, say, Pebble Beach, and you think, all right, Jordan Spieth is going to get it done, you can bet on speed. Now, if you were unbelievably savvy, you were saying, okay, Tom Hoagie's going to get it done, and he's 20 to 1 on Sunday, so I'm going to throw some down on him. You know, that level of action is really what I think engages the viewer, right? But, you know, big picture wise, the the people, the executives there at Points Bet really are kind of committed to golf. And, and I want to dig in there for a second because at yeah. the end of the day, it's not the NFL. I get it. It's not the NBA. But golf represents something that's really cool and that every four days we have a winner. 
And those winners can be long shots or people love a good parlay. I mean, all of these things. I go go back to one of the first times you and I talked and we talked about the crossover bet on Super Bowl weekend between a player in golf and a quarterback in the NFL. Right. And I believe it. I believe at that time it was like Rory and Pat Mahomes. Right. right? Wasn't there a bet? Super Bowl last year. Yep. And, you know, drive. Yeah. For the week. So, So we did it again this year. So this All year, right, give it to uh, me. It's Matt. Yeah, so this year it's Matt Stafford passing yards. And, you know, going to the Super Bowl, his number is 280.5. And then I was trying to find, like, a big name on the tour, not the longest hitter in the world, so I picked Jordan Spieth. But here's the problem, a little inside baseball here. So sports betting is all based on regulators, and it's state to state. So that bet could only be made in the state of Colorado. For some reason, these other states, like – Illinois and Indiana and Michigan and New Jersey were not allowing a cross-sport bet between football and golf this year. So I haven't been promoting that bet very heavily just because it's only legal in one state. Well, you know, anyone can stream this show once I post it up and make it a podcast. But here's my point, though. Forget that for a second. You know, we don't like regulators. What I do like is innovation. (laughs) And points bet is making a statement here by connecting the NFL and golf. Because they, they could connect with the NBA. They could connect with the NHL. It could be, There could be an MMA fight on Saturday night, for all I know. And it could be a connection with that. But you make a point to connect with golf, which resonates with me, and it certainly resonates with my listeners. So, you know, when you guys are whiteboarding, you know, why is golf so why, – why do you see golf as so important? Absolutely. It starts with our relationship with NBC and Golf Channel. Um, so we sponsor uh, Golf Today – um, and we just feel like there's there's an amazing opportunity in golf. And then you combine the fact that we have Paige. We have Paige Sporanek, who's she has more followers on Instagram than Tiger or Phil or Rory. She's like at 3.2 million. And not only is she obviously a beautiful young woman, but like she played professional golf and has had amazing scores. I think she shot 64 in competition one time. We were all, uh, out at True North yesterday with uh, some VIPs and uh, played nine with Paige. So we've got Paige. We've also got Nota Begay. He is on our roster, and we plan to use him a lot more this year for social content. And then, you know, they hired me, and I've been lucky enough to cover about 20 majors and a bunch of Ryder Cups. So we have a ton of golf fanatics on staff, and because of the NBC Golf Channel relationship, you know, we're really pushing golf. I love how you kind of worded that there. Let's let's rewind the tape real quick. I've been fortunate enough to cover a couple of Ryder Cups, maybe the Masters, but you weren't fortunate enough to play golf nine holes with Paige Spearneck yesterday, right? Okay, all right. Well, you know, I mean, uh, you know, if being humble is the meek shall inherit the earth, I like it. It's good. It's good. I mean, how much fun did you have yesterday playing golf with her? It's great. I mean, she and I have a little rivalry. Um, we had a long drive contest over the summer in Iowa. And um, she she bombed one and kind of flexed like, you know, she did a little thing like how strong she was sure I had no chance. And I usually just hit like, you know, these kind of like weak fades out there. But I was like, my only chance is to try to hit a power draw. So I aimed right. She had given me a tip about my left shoulder. I, I went for broke and I was actually able to beat her and it hit it 14 yards past her. She will tell you that her ball plugged and mine didn't. And she thinks that was the difference. 
but I'm smart enough to know that if we had, if I had 10 cracks at it, I think I would only beat her once or twice. So ever since then, now we have kind of a fun little rivalry and um, she's a tremendous golfer. I'm basically just like a hack. I'm like a 12 index, but you know what? Keith, every now and then I can beat her on a hole, which is nice. Yeah, I tell you what, you know, and I mean, that's what brings all of this together. Honestly, you know, you guys are out playing golf, but at the same time, you are creators that are getting people more engaged in the game and points bet partnering up with golf channel is a big deal in my mind, because that really, you know, makes betting on golf an entertainment aspect that, you know, a lot of, a lot of people just don't really kind of um, pay enough attention to. And the attention that you are then now putting the spotlight on all of this, especially on a weekend like this, which is so much fun. I mean, imagine this, Teddy. We're going WM into the Super Bowl into Genesis. I mean, does it get any better than for golf fans than this? Yeah, I mean, when I think about the Genesis, I think about Max Homa, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he does back uh, in LA. That was an amazing story last year. I had him at sixty to one and really screwed up. I bailed and uh, and took a buyout. When he was oh. one down, I think going into eighteen. I know, not that I regret it. Year later, that's that's the association. But um, that was an interesting playoff he had with Finau, and yeah, it's a great stretch of golf. We're going to need it even more than before because there's going to be no football after Sunday, and I don't even know if there's going to be baseball. So you know, more attention on golf, which is not a bad thing. I love the attention on golf, and uh, I'm really happy that Teddy Greenstein had the time to join us this afternoon. Now, before I let you go, I know that you've got you want to get back to the Coliseum on 16, and I would too if I were in your shoes. But so, who's going to win this weekend? Who do you like after round one? Oh my God, I didn't even think about this. I mean, going in like the only guy I bet on was Russell Henley, and why did I bet on him? Because Keith Stewart and walk the line, read the line said, oh, walk the line would be kind of fun too. read the line, talked about how even though he's 40th in the world, he is number one in the field proximity from 150 to 175. And it's interesting. I saw his odds drop like he was 40 to one. I think a lot of people are reading your newsletter because by the time I hit it, he was 33 to one, quite a dip there. So uh, I'm open minded, my man. I am going to watch the guys today. I'm going to play some live bets. I'll certainly do more on Sunday. More important than who I think is going to win, will you tell me who you would be betting on um, to have a strong weekend? Well, I'll tell you, John Rahm scared me yesterday. You know, pre-tournament, it's just not worth it. But since we've already invested in other areas, he was plus 475 on points bet this morning to win. And I hedged with him because on the back nine yesterday, he had six iron into both par fives and made par. That's not going to happen for two more days, three more days, you know? Um, So at the end of the day, you know, he scares me. JT is hitting it better than anybody in the field statistically, but he still can't putt. So I love him like top five, top 10. I'm going with Blondie, the new Blondie. Right. You know, call me Brooksy. All right. So he loves it out here. No doubt. I love him. You know, one guy that hit the ball really good in round one that people should pay attention to is Keegan Bradley. I mean, he hit it really, really good. And that's the type of place. And he's a high energy guy. So plays a lot with Jordan. So, you know, all the screaming and everything is not going to bother him. Um, I think the there's certain people for that atmosphere. So whether you're, you know, the guy TPC Lee that loves that place and nobody knows him or you are a Brooks. I, I think that the cream will ride to the, rise to the top 
for those that love the WM Phoenix Open. And that's that's who I'm following. Now, I got one more quick question for you. Really quick one. You know, I love my rapid fire, but here it is. Sat a Sunday start of the game. What do you have? Heads or tails? Oh, tails. Tails never fails. I think, it, although I think it failed Josh Allen a few weeks ago at the beginning of uh, at the beginning of overtime. All right. Well, I, you know what? Get back there to the Coliseum, Teddy. You know I love you, man, and I really thank you for coming on this afternoon and giving us a live report. I appreciate it. You are the absolute best at what you do, Keith. So it's always a pleasure to join you, man. Talk to you soon. All right, all right, folks. We'll be back with a quick trip to LA and talk to the media mogul known as Tucker Booth. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Mike Greenberg is Greeny. Chris Paul is one of those guys whose numbers, if you look at them, are so good that they almost seem made up. You know, he was never on the best team all those years in New Orleans, wasn't able to go to the Lakers, winds up on the Clippers, then they fell short. But now here he is, the veteran presence on this otherwise very young Phoenix team. It would mean everything to his legacy. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio, and watch exclusively on ESPN+. Is there a better feeling than winning a bet? Take it from a professional, a PGA professional like Keith Stewart. When it comes to wagering on golf, you need to know more than analytics. Stats are just a description of a player's habits. But what causes those habits to repeat? There are other elements you need to consider to raise your betting acumen. If you're the type of person who loves to learn and earn by wagering, then you must read the line. With an easy-to-understand newsletter format, in five minutes a week, you can bet with confidence, knowing the picks are made by a golf professional. Golf betting lacks an expert voice. Read the Line brings over 25 years of experience in the golf industry to every prediction. Players are not an exact science, and neither is betting. But when you consider the human element of the game alongside facts and figures, you'll be able to elevate your winning reputation. Go to ReadTheLine.com to subscribe, read, and win. That's ReadTheLine.com. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay, I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. You got a great voice for radio. Time to get back on course. Face for radio. I, I get a lot of that, too. As the pro show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. Ooh, it's the pro show and I'm Keith Stewart. We're about to talk to Tucker Booth. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN 920. You know, the pro show has always been about the pop culture of golf. And no friend of mine represents that mission better than our next guest. An L.A. guy who produces, he writes, and from time to time, he even raps. Let's jump to L.A. with a little halftime music preview. What a weekend we are about to have here, Wade Weezer. Let's give him some volume. Come on now. Drop it, Trey. Now let me welcome everybody to the wild, wild west. A state that's untouchable like Elliot Ness. The track hits your eardrum like a slug to your chest. Like a man, you can't do better than rhyming Elliot Ness. Now, I know my man loves a good rap battle. Tucker Booth, good afternoon and welcome to the pro show. How are you today? What's up, fellas? What, what? Super Bowl week in L.A. Rams in the Super Bowl. Come on, man. Get, get, get excited about it. Hey, man. I- 
that entrance song was for you. I'm giving you some California love. Oh, I love it, baby. I love it. I'm so excited. I just saw Dre and Snoop and Mary J. Blige interviewed uh, down at Crypto Arena talking about doing the halftime show. So excited for the halftime show. And that's the first time I've ever said that in the history of the Super Bowl, Keith. So yeah. excited. You and me both. You know, I, man, I love me some Eminem. And I can't wait to see what he's going to pull out. And, uh, you know, good deal by the NFL to put them on because it's, uh, I mean, anything can happen on Sunday afternoon when those, when those, when that group gets up there for sure. Yeah, no kidding, man. It's, 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 it feels very L.A., and, um, you know, I've been to five games this year uh, leading up to the Super Bowl. And I, I'll, I'll say the halftime show makes a big difference. Uh, the, at the NFC Championship, they had the Chainsmokers as the halftime show. I feel like that's kind of 2015 and late to have the Chainsmokers. I don't know. But, I, but anyways, they're making up for it with the Super Bowl. Definitely like the lineup for that. Well, you know, one of the reasons we met is because you have this unbelievable podcast that's super innovative and it's called Rappers Don't Golf, right? So I, I kind of alluded to it there and this, this thought just jumped in my head. I mean, the NFL throwing Snoop Dogg and Dre and Eminem and Mary J. Blige up at halftime, right? I mean, can we get the can we get that group to do a concert, you know, at the WM Phoenix Open in the 16th hole? I mean, I, you know, I... <laughs> Seriously, I, I know the PGA is a little bit nervous about having people like them uh, at their events, mainly because the content is a little bit R-rated, not necessarily as G-rated and family-friendly, right? But I swear, the, the music that I see at these PGA events, while it's fine, not hating on any of these artists, I think they could really bring in a younger audience if they dangled a Kendrick Lamar as what, part of the entertainment for these golf tournaments. Yeah, I know. I know. Kanye, my son was telling me Kanye dropped a song last night at midnight, right? I mean, if he dropped a song at Waste Management, there'd be a million people there versus four hundred thousand. So, I think it's all good for golf when we have a lot of crossover material, and I think it's going to be cool. I, I know I'm pumped for the for the Super Bowl, but I guess on a scale of one to ten, you know, I don't have a horse in this race, so you know, I'm maybe like at a seven because it is the Super Bowl. But I know you're a Rams fan, so how excited are you for Sunday? Well, let me start with the history of my Rams fandom. I am originally from the West Coast. I'm from Oregon. I was born in Portland, Oregon. And until 10 years old, I didn't have a football team. Portland people kind of pull for the Seahawks. They kind of pull for the Niners. They kind of pull for other West Coast teams. But there's no football team in Oregon except for the Oregon Ducks college team. That's it, right? When I moved to St. Louis when I was 10, Shortly thereafter, the Rams moved from L.A. to St. Louis. So I fell in love with the Rams because they were like this West Coast thing that followed me to the Midwest. And they were kind of lovable losers when they showed up initially. We weren't good. We had I remember when it was Chris Miller and Tony Banks playing quarterback for us. Oh, we yeah. were really not good, like 4-12 and 12 kind of teams. So I started pulling when they stunk. And then, of course, there was the Magic Kurt Warner season. So every Rams fan from that era will tell you that is the high watermark uh, still, even as of today, Keith, was the Kurt Warner Super Bowl championship win. Super Bowl 34, right? Right. Just the magical season that that was, how none of us in St. Louis even saw that coming, let alone the rest of the world. And, and now Kurt Warner, it's a movie, man. I mean, literally, I just took my family on Christmas to go see American Underdog, the Kurt Warner movie. It's literally a movie now. But it's been that long since the Rams have had a season worth remembering for us fans, and that includes the Super Bowl loss to the Patriots, <clears throat> Spygate, 
and it includes 2018, uh, where all we're remembered for is a blown PI call in the Saints game in the conference championship. So yeah, it's a huge deal, man. And um, you know, this Rams team this year has been exciting. They've been sensational. They've uh, definitely exceeded all expectations by the critics. They've weathered adversity during the season when they went through some losing. And, of course, this playoffs has just been just amazing to watch. Um, so, yes, it's a big deal for us Rams fans. Uh, but I also get how it's a huge deal for the Bengals fans. And, and, and we'll get into that in a sec. But let me just say, Bengals fans, you guys are like the Rams of the AFC to me. Your franchise has been so down for so long. People always choose against you. Nobody expected you to be here. And I'm super, super grateful as a Rams fan, that we're playing you guys instead of any of the other people that could have come out of the AFC. All right, let's talk playoffs for a second because playoffs, because, it, you know, this was a this was an epic run of TV and drama in football. Now, I'm, I'm a Washington Commanders fan. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, you're, you're the only one. You're the only one that says that's nice. Um, so, you know, it's been 30 years for me. So I, I, I just love some good drama. I don't ever expect my team to be in the playoffs. And I mean, from the, tell me about the you're watching that. That Tampa Bay game they're going against the goat and Stafford and Cup win that game what was that like well first of all shout out to my best bud Chris Packard who I go to all these games with we were watching that game together with his mother down in Irvine at her place and we're sitting there his mom has got her blue blazer on and waving flags and boy we sure were giving it all that we had down in Irvine but you know, that experience for me that day was surreal, mainly because of the game. I knew that the Rams were going to win that game, Kurt, and I knew it because I was there when we played them at SoFi early in the season and just whooped them. We didn't just beat them, we whooped them. And yeah. I knew that the Rams were a better team in the playoffs than they were that week. So I expected the Rams to win. But that game was so surreal because the Rams got up so big and then they turned the ball over five times in the second half and let Tom work his magic to get back into that game. So to Tom's credit, that was amazing. One last time to see him act like the goat uh, in the big moments, but it was even more special to see Matthew Stafford and Cooper cup, put that game away with under a minute to go the way they did. And, and it, it reaffirmed to me that this is a Super Bowl caliber team, and it kind of feels like destined to win the Super Bowl kind of team. Well, you talk about destiny there, and folks, you know, I'm living some destiny out here today because we're talking to Tucker Booth out in L.A., and we're getting a little Super Bowl preview, right? So let's jump back two weeks to the NFC Championship. You were texting me. You were at the game live. You, you've lost, what, six in a row to the 49ers, and then you've got to overcome an obstacle in order to achieve the goal, what was that atmosphere like? Well, i got to tell you, first of all, the atmosphere before the game with me and my buddy Chris was tense. He called me up, and I'm thinking this right before the game, he's going to be all super hyped, like, Woo, we're going to the game. And he's like, dude, I'm, I'm not feeling great right now. And I go, what's wrong? And he goes, I'm nervous. And I go, what, about the game? And he goes, no, I'm nervous about what's going to happen with the fans because if you don't know, listeners, there is a humongous rivalry between Northern and Southern California, specifically the cities of San Francisco and L.A., and it's a sports rivalry, but it's bigger than that. It really feels like it's, a, it's kind of a civil war out here, and, and it flares up the most at these football games or baseball games or whatever. And as you probably know, I mean, at Dodger and Giant games, people have been beaten into comas in the parking lot over this. My buddy used to live up in San Fran. He's gone to games up there and has felt the tension, and we felt it down here too. 
So we were concerned that there might be violence or that we might get in harm's way. What I told them was, we're going to go, but we're going to be the battlers there, because this is a battle, whether we like it or not. We're going into a battle, not just watching them battle on the field, but it's a battle in the stands with the fans. But I said, we're going to be the good kind of fans, the peacemaker fans, the, the, the loving fans. We're going to give it all we got, but we're not going to return negativity with negativity. We're going to be good like that. And i got to tell you, Keith, we got to the game, and maybe it was just that mental prep, but all the fans, Rams and Niner fans, of which there were tons of both, were awesome, all of them. They were really great oh, that's people great. that but the energy in there, to answer your question, was the, the most bananas energy of any game I've ever been to. The only game I can even compare it to was the Monday night football game between the Rams and the Chiefs a couple years back that went 54-51 Rams. Yeah. That energy by the end of the game was like that. But we're talking through the entire game from before it kicked off till the very end. That energy was like none I'd ever been in. It was so bananas. And both sets of fans did a really great job. Well, you know what? The Rams get to carry that energy into their home stadium for Super Bowl, which is kind of cool. The Bengals are coming down, and the Bengals are now, this is their third Super Bowl. This is your fifth. Break it down for me. I know you have a bias here and everything, but so what's your path to victory if you're, if you're a Rams fan? Okay, so let me just say to the listeners, I don't just speak with my heart when I do analysis. I've learned to kind of have separate, separate compartments for this, so I have my, my brain analysis and then I've got my heart analysis. Let's start with the brain, okay? If I'm just looking at this cold-bloodedly, Super Bowl experience goes to the Rams. Lots more people on this team not only have experience, but actually have Super Bowl championships, and Von Miller has got a Super Bowl MVP. So Super Bowl experience definitely goes to the Rams. If you look at those stats, it's not even close. It's like 15 players to like two or three on the Bengals, okay? But, okay, secondly, Joe Burrow, the quarterback of the Bengals, is a national champion. So he's young, but he's tasted huge pressure and championship-level success in college. Uh, it's so, you know, he understands what it's like to be in this game. I, I firmly believe that. I would say the biggest differences I see between these two teams, just football-wise, player-wise, is the Rams have a lot more veterans, though they do have a young core nucleus. I should mention this. We're not a bunch of old guys, even though the media tries to paint the Rams that way. They're not. But they got more veteran leadership, right? Matt Stafford's 33, I believe. You know, so, again, we're not, we're not all young guys on this team. Since he is a lot of young guys, lots, um, I, that can be a blessing, that can be a curse. Let's go back to Super Bowl, though. Super Bowl is a humongously overwhelming thing, and pretty much every NFL player, every NFL great Hall of Famer will tell you the first time they go to a Super Bowl, they're more overwhelmed than they anticipated. I do believe that will be a factor in this game, especially for those that have never played in one. Um, so, to the game itself. Well, the path to victory for the Rams is pretty simple. They've got to exploit Cincinnati's weaknesses on defense specifically. And the weaknesses that I see are, first of all, Keith, I don't know if you knew this. I just was doing stats trying to feel like I wasn't totally unprepared coming into this. The Bengals have given up more yards on defense than any other team on either side in the playoffs. Did you know this? No. No. That's a fact. I'm but not kidding you, listeners. Like, look it up. Stat check me on that. They've given up almost 1,000 yards of offense to their opponents over the games they've played so far. It, it averages out to about 130-something per game of offense to their, to their uh, opponent. And the stat that's most staggering is yards per carry running-wise to their opponent, they're giving up an average of 5.7 rush yards per carry. I kid you not. Wow. 
You know, I got to jump in here because Super Bowl doing this, but good on you, Bengals. You made it anyway. So how do we beat them? Three-headed monster, Daryl Henderson's back off of the IR for this game. So the Rams have Cam Akers, Sony Michelle, who has a ring, yep. and Daryl Henderson. Sean McVay has said he will run them as a three-headed monster and that if one of them gets hot, he will ride the hot hand. He needs to do that a lot in the first half. He did, he, he, we call him Mick Martz when he gets all into the pass-first thing. we got to get away from that to start. Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup and OBJ and all these great receivers will have plenty of time throughout the course of the game to get open and get their passes. But to start, run it, force them to, to tackle, force them to to uh, change their ways on defense. And then if they do, then it's going to be a dogfight. And I fully expect Joey B and all of his weapons to come out and give the Rams D a run. But I do think the Rams D is superior uh, you know, to their offense. And I think it'll probably be a combination of – Smart coaching by McVay and a couple key turnovers by the defense, kind of similar to last week in the NFC Championship, that, that make the difference, and I do think the Rams will prevail. What's the final score? Well, I keep thinking it keeps changing. So now I'm going with 27-17 to 17 Rams. All right, you heard it here, folks. Uh, most important question of the day we've asked everybody. There was a guest before you. I've asked Wade, the producer, myself. Coin toss, what do you got on Sunday? Heads or tails? You know, if it's me, I'm always going to go tails. I don't right. even know why. Um, I'll just say tails. But, um, you know, you got to stick with it. That's what I know is, like, don't keep, you know, flipping and flopping on which one you're going to call. Stick to one. The odds are in your favor if you just call the same one every time. Now, there's no doubt that there's just a humongous day coming on Sunday. That's a fact. But we roll right into next week with Genesis, right? Give me give me a 60-second preview of what everyone can expect next week. What's the weather been like out there? Is the golf course ready? Or how psyched are you for all these guys to roll up into L.A. for a huge event? Well, I am going to be there. So, first of all, if you're in the surrounding greater L.A. area, please come out. I know the conditions are fabulous. I haven't been up to Riv yet, but I've talked to people who have been up there recently, and they say it's just as great as it's ever been. I know that's a cliche, but it's true. It's as great as it's ever been. This is perfect weather the last couple weeks, just perfect California-type weather. You know, a little chilly in the morning, but it's perfect by 10 a.m., you know, and then all day it's just that, that golden sun. It'll probably be in the, 60, the high 60s and low 70s throughout the week. And as far as the, the tournament itself, I really get excited for this tournament, not just to watch the great golf, but my son, who's 12, loves to go with me. And they've really done a great job over the years making it more and more accessible for the kids. There's a whole kid's zone that's run by Tigers Foundation uh, where they not only have games and stuff that they can play, but they also have stuff that's dedicated to the education part of his uh, foundation, the, the STEM, science, technology, English, and math. They've got whole areas where they can do science-based uh, challenges and and uh, you can meet kids that have designed video games and all kinds of other stuff that are working through Tiger's school and foundation. So it's really neat to see that. Um, and then lastly, my son loves getting autographs from the pros, right? And again, they've really done a great job recently of creating an area where the pros know to go as soon as they get done with their round to sign. So it's not willy-nil. They've kind of banned people from going up and asking other places, but there is an autograph zone that you can go to. My son spends hours up there. Last time he came home, he got so many of the big names autographs, Brooks, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Xander Shoffley. 
and more. All these people just love to come up and, and give love to the kids. So I think that's a really special part about it is going up there with my son and how much fun he has. Ah, oh, man, that's an awesome preview. Thanks for that. And thanks for coming on today and talking to me a little bit about uh, your Ram fandom and what's going on out there. Now, here, I think I, I'm a Rams guy this weekend, and it's not just because I love you, but <laughs> I, I, you. I love the storyline of Matt Stafford and being lost and being such a great college quarterback at Georgia and kind of being lost in his career. And who doesn't love a good redemption story? You know, Jordan Spieth last year, or Tony Finau late in the year. So I'm going with the Rams side. I also agree that, you know, I think that they are a little bit better team and Joe Burrow's young. He can come back. Yeah. And just to say about Burrow, I am so impressed not only by what he did at LSU and helped change the culture there, but also coming back from an injury as significant as what he went through right away and how, mu- how demoralizing that must have been and how much of a gut check he must have had to do. Really impressed by Joe. And I do believe that he will win a Super Bowl, Keith. I just don't think it'll be this one. I keep comparing him to Jared Goff, and no disrespect with that. Uh, I mean it more that they're both number one draft picks. They both went to seemingly snake-bit franchises that put a lot of pressure on their shoulders to succeed right away. And both of them had success pretty quick. You know, Goff got him in the Super Bowl. And here's Joey getting them to the Super Bowl, too. Uh, I think, like Goff, though, the first one is probably going to be a little overwhelming for Joe. And uh, hopefully he learns from that. But I do indeed think he probably wins one uh, down the road. Well, we'll see what happens. It's going to play out on Sunday, and I'll be thinking of you, bud. Thanks for coming on the pro show today. Buddy, love you. All the best. Go Rams. Folks, we're quickly rolling into 4 p.m. You know, I got to get to my weekly update. So do me a favor. Join us back here in a couple seconds. Talk to you soon. The Max Kellerman Show. You know, there was no one there like, hey, where's that guy we just hired? He just stopped showing up suddenly 15 years ago. So he got away with it, 650 Gs. And now he's being sued. I don't know. You can't just not show up for work. but, But if he's not, like, doing anything fraudulent and they're just sending him the checks... Why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account? The Max Kellerman Show, weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. Join the thousands of golfers who already call Stick and Hack their home for the best golf stories, original podcasts, special events, member perks, and an active community of golfers across North America. Up until now, the golf media landscape lived somewhere between straight PGA coverage or idiots wrecking golf carts. We take a different approach by celebrating all sides of golf, life, and all the ways this amazing game connects Sticks and Hacks every day. Your free membership entitles you to discounts from major brands all over the country while connecting you with like-minded golfers for discussion, tips, or even a round of golf. So head to stickandhack.com and enjoy the world's greatest golf club without the course. Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show on ESPN 920. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, on a fabulous Friday afternoon. Now, quick PSA. Don't let the big game distract you. Monday is Valentine's Day. Rolling down Imperial Highway. The big nasty red out of my side. All right, you know I'll post a show tonight on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all those spots and platforms, right? If you love to listen, you can also listen anywhere in the world at 920ESPNNewJersey.com. You just hit that Listen Now button. And folks, you know what? We're talking about the internet there. Go to readtheline.com. Subscribe, read, and win. And you know what? If you want to follow us for those weekend wagers, 
Get on there at Read the Line. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. TikTok's just the best. We're having so much fun. All right. You know what? I think by the time this weekend's over, we're all going to love L.A. Let's roll. Like another perfect day. We've had an action-packed afternoon here, Mr. Wade Weezer. The two guest thing is like uh, it's like a bonus once in a while. It's you know fun. what? It's like gravy, man. Mixes things up. Not it's only fun. that, but we're in we're in Scottsdale. We are in we're everywhere. Yeah. You know, we're we're in L.A. Essentially, we were all over the world today. Essentially, you know, I love the way you put that. You know, who else is all over the world. That's our friends at TaylorMade. Because over the past forty years, golfers have inspired TaylorMade to make a lot of great drivers. But as we know, all eventually reach their limit. TaylorMade has been hard at work making the next generation of drivers because where titanium ends, carbon begins. 20 years in the making, the carbon wood age is here. Head on over to TaylorMadeGolf.com to learn more about how the all-new Stealth's Driver 60-layer carbon face will give you better energy transfer for more ball speed. As always, all the information you need is at TaylorMadeGolf.com. With just a couple minutes to go here, let's go. Let's do this, all right? Do it. A real cliffhanger. En route to a Saturday 63 and nine underscore on Fame Pebble Beach, Jordan Spieth gave us all something to remember when it came to a hole where he just made par. Spieth's drive on the famous eighth hole came to rest just short of a cliff past the end of the fairway. Just short. Then the usual Michael Greller, which is Spieth's longtime caddy, and, and Spieth conversations, which they're famous for, where Greller advised him three times you could hear him on the coverage to not go over there and hit the ball. I mean, he was literally on the edge of the cliff. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, right? So Spieth, he, of course, he still went and hit the shot. And while you, you notice, like, he was so worried about it, he hit it. And as he was running away, he still twirled the club. Because, yes, like, that's his routine, right? The seven iron shot flew over the green, but Spieth, of course, chipped it up. Made the putt, ho hum par. There you go. You know, and I mean, I tell you, talk about a cliffhanger. Period. I mean, how much was his life in jeopardy? The coverage on CBS Sunday, they showed like a graphic where it was like seventy feet above sea level and everything. You know, I I mean, you know, I I tell you, you know, you can't make this stuff up. It's just (laughs) golf is just the most. Oh, jeez, that's terrible. Golf is just the most amazing entertainment. That's for sure. And um, speaking of entertainment, we got to close with this one. My man, HV3 from 93. Overnight leader Harold Varner III eagled the par five last hole by sinking a long putt over at the Saudi uh, International. Right. And oh, yeah, man, this thing was rolling forever. (laughs) The best was his reaction, though. He needed the eagle, you know, two putt birdie gets him into a playoff, but he needs an eagle to beat Bubba Watson by one. He did you notice if you watch the video carefully? Yeah. Okay. So when you watch the video carefully, he spikes his putter, right? Yeah. You know, like a football, like Super Bowl weekend, right? And then he starts running around. It was like the most raw and genuine and authentic, you know, because I mean, that was was the last shot of the game. That was going to be it. Ultimate mic drop. That's for sure. And, you know, the golf moment there, it couldn't happen to a better guy. And it may be the moment of the year. And if you haven't seen it, go online and check it out. And folks, that's your pro show update for the week ending February 11th, 2022.
Much thanks to our sponsors, TaylorMade Golf and the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Many thanks to my producer on the board there, Mr. Wade Weezer. Real quick, one word. Who do you have to win this weekend? Rams. Okay. They're not going to lose in their own building. You got it there, folks. It worked for Tampa Bay last week. So now, you know I love my listeners. Before I go, I'm going to leave you all with one brief thought about winning. Not every win needs to be a Super Bowl victory. Momentum comes from little victories. Concentrate on one success story every day. And before you know it, you'll be playing in the big game. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the team next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.